Hello and welcome to episode 57 of the How to Sleep podcast. In this episode, I'm answering the question that I know many of you keep asking yourselves, what should I try next that will help me sleep? So keep listening to find out my answer. Welcome to the How to Sleep podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Blakeman, qualified adult sleep coach, a previous sufferer of insomnia and mum of three. I believe that sleep is fundamental to your enjoyment of the life you've worked so hard to create and I support adults like you who are struggling to sleep to get back to sleep and back to living your life in full colour and with maximum energy. This podcast is for you if you are taking ages to get to sleep or waking in the night and can't get back to sleep or both. Keep listening to find out how sleep works, the essential elements you need to get the sleep you deserve and actionable steps that you can take. I want to keep this episode short and to the point today and I'm taking part in a transformational coaching program at the minute and I'm totally loving it and one of the things that came out of this week's session was this statement, the quality of your life is determined by the quality of questions that you ask and I've thought about this a lot this week and it's given me inspiration for this week's podcast episode. So an example might be in everyday life instead of asking oh, you know, why does this keep happening to me? Which ultimately probably doesn't get you anywhere. You would be better asking a question like, what can I do to make sure this doesn't happen again? So like I say, I just thought this is such a good, interesting concept. And it made me think about when I had my sleeper shoe, I was always asking myself this question, what should I try next? And that's how I approach my sleep problem. In my mind, the only problem I had was the inability to flick this switch and send myself to sleep. And I became convinced that if I kept searching, there would be one magical secret thing that I hadn't yet discovered that I could do, that I could try and that it would work. And the more things I tried, the more I became obsessed with what can I find to try? So maybe it's a bath, maybe it's a supplement, maybe it's meditation. I'd read online advice, you know, don't look at your mobile phone after 9pm. And I'd think, okay, that's the next thing to try. So it just became, like I said, a kind of one thing after another. And I attempted to fix my problem by trying this one thing. And then when that didn't work, I'd try another thing. And I'd be continually asking what should I try next? And I see lots of you doing the same thing. And so I wanted to show you why it's not a helpful question to be asking yourself and some better questions to ask instead. So I want you to imagine that you have a friend who's trying to lose weight. And as you watch, they start off on Monday eating a banana for breakfast because they've read that Somebody said, well, the secret to my weight loss was I always ate bananas for breakfast. And they try that for a week. And then on Friday, they say to you, well, I didn't lose any weight. And then on Monday, they start taking a supplement. And then they try that all week. And then on the Friday, they say, well, I didn't lose any weight. And then the next Monday, they try, okay, well, I'm going to do 20 sit-ups every day because I read that that's a good way to lose weight. So they try that. And then on Friday, inevitably, they still haven't lost weight. And after three months of trying one thing at a time, they come to you and say, I've tried everything for weight loss and nothing's worked. And you'd probably sit them down 
and explain to them at this point it doesn't work like that and you'd explain that most people they need to take a step back and think about healthy weight as a combination of all the things that you're eating and all the things in the round that you're doing in the way of exercise and activity and when you look at all these things together that's when you're going to achieve a healthy weight rather than trying one tiny piece of advice and there may be really good small pieces of advice but you have to build them into a whole approach it's pretty meaningless to try these things individually like eat bananas do 20 sit-ups those kind of things and it, and we can take this example and use it in loads of other ways as well so so what about if you're learning to drive and you don't know anything about learning to drive it's good to understand that you need to learn road signs and you'd have to learn how to change gear and you have to learn how to put your seatbelt on but you would know that any of those things in isolation is not going to be enough to help you pass your driving test. Only when you bring them all together do they make sense in the context of driving in the way that an examiner is going to say, yes, you've learned to drive. And what you're probably thinking is, this is really obvious. And that's because we know, for most of us, weight gain and weight loss and the mechanisms behind that we know so it feels obvious to us but it's because we know it and for those of us who've learned to drive you know what you need to do to learn to drive and if you haven't learned to drive you probably still know what you would need to do to learn to drive because it's obvious but it's only obvious because you know it because you were taught it because people talk about it because people described it when you were growing up because you learned about it at school And that's when these things become really obvious. But if someone came from another planet and said, well, I don't know, what's driving? What's a driving test? They wouldn't have a clue. And that's where most of us are with sleep. We haven't been educated about it. People don't talk about the mechanisms of sleep in the same way that people will, you know, dissect the latest advice on exercise or health or other aspects of health or those kind of things. So we don't find these things obvious. And so we don't have the ability to take a step back and understand the bigger picture in the same way as we do these other things. And here's another angle I would say to think about this. So when I was younger, I didn't have to think too hard or make any particular effort to get enough exercise. I was always fairly active and before I had the kids, I had loads of time to go to a class or take a walk or even do an exercise video or, oh my gosh, do you remember exercise videos before like online classes were even a thing? So as I got older though, I found that I'm spending more and more time sitting down. I'm in the house all the time. Now we're in a pandemic, that's totally not helping. Loads of us are working from home and it takes more of a conscious effort to do exercise. But that's not a problem. I'm not sat there scratching my head thinking, oh, what's this and how am I going to go about it? I've got a really good basic knowledge accumulated up to this point of what I need to do to get exercise. So although I've never bothered with it before in terms of I've had to plan it or really think about it too much, that's okay because now I need to. I 
know to our point about it being obvious before I know what I need to do I think right okay I know it doesn't have to be formal exercise I know that casual exercise will count if I just go for a walk around the streets that will count I know that I should probably aim to get my heart rate up uh, and that's kind of a definition of exercise or activity level that I could aim for so I already have like all this basic knowledge so I can just now apply it but for many of you, when we take, again, when we take this analogy with sleep, you probably slept well when you were younger, you stayed up late some nights, you caught up sleep other nights, you messed around with your sleep schedule, it bounced back. There's no, there was never a problem. Sleep just came, always came back. It's not something you had to learn about or think about. And it's not something that you inadvertently learned about along the way either. So now that you have a sleep issue, and some of you will be able to pinpoint like when it exactly was that you started with your sleep issue. So it might have been having children. It might have been stress at work. It might have been worrying about your business if you're an entrepreneur. And perhaps that stressor has long gone, but it's knocked out your sleep and it's not coming back in the way that you want it to. But because you haven't picked up this knowledge about sleep as you've gone through life, now you really don't know what to try. You've no idea how to approach this problem and get it back on track. So what you've done, understandably, is go to where you can get information from, magazines, articles, online, and the things that you read in these magazines, they're always quick fix type tips over and over and over again. Stop with the blue light, um, you know, very sleep hygiene based, try um, lavender, try a bath, try meditation. It's it's very quick fix things. And they're presented to you in a way which, which makes it sound like you're just one step away. There's just one tiny thing that you need to do and you have to search to find that one thing. And when you found that one thing, it will get you to sleep. So what I'm saying is it's not your fault you don't have the background, you don't have the education and then you're presented with solutions in a particular way and the way they're presented that gets you into the view that you're just one thing, one step, one magic, you know, process or product away from sleep and all you have to do is go through them one at a time, one after the other and find the thing that's right for you. So, this fools us into thinking that the answer is in one step, whereas it's not. It's much more holistic than that. It's much more rounded, but the full story would take too long to put into print. So it's just not as convenient or kind of snapshotty than just putting some bullet points in there and telling you about some tasks or some products. So your takeaway action for this week is really simple. It's to take a step back and if you're asking yourself, okay, what do I need to try next? What's the one thing I need to try next? Then please, it's not about trying one tiny thing after another and continually trying to search for this one small thing that's going to make a difference. You'd be much better off looking at your life as a whole and asking questions of yourself like, am I living in a clear rhythm of sleep and awake time that my body can absorb and get into this rhythm and identify with this rhythm and are are you managing your thoughts are you taking care of your sleep environment 
Are you thinking about when you're relaxing and taking downtime? Are you listening to your body about when you're tired and when you need to sleep? So there are much better questions to ask of yourself than simply, what is the quick thing that I should try next? All right, I said I would keep it short this week. So that's all for now. Catch you over on the next episode or over in How to Sleep First Steps online. Have a good week. Thank you for listening. I hope you found some value in today's episode. If you did, and you know others who would benefit from hearing this information as well, then please share with them. And if you would be so kind as to leave a positive review of the podcast, this will support me in my mission to spread the message of sleep as wide as possible. Thank you so much. If you can't wait until the next episode and you want more guidance right now, then head on over to my website and get access to my free sleep resources. Link in the show notes. Or follow me on Instagram at Nikki.Blakeman. Wishing you a peaceful night's sleep.